Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode. David Bodie and Flashing and ask me questions if I was confusing. David Bodie and flashing. Flashing is a term I ran into, oh, I don't know, 20 years ago in a different life on something that had absolutely nothing to do with baseball, nothing to do with sports. Flashing is, is effectively when you're trying to make a statement based on something that is very, very, very present as in not in the future, not in the past. Very, very present. And you're trying to make a statement, and the statement is my observation of what is currently going on makes me particularly relevant. My assessment of what is patently obvious right now makes me more relevant than some other people. And David Bodie is currently the poster child for flashing. In the years 2019, 2020, and even into 2021, the king of being a poster child for Chicago Cubs flashing was Craig Kimbrell. Kimbrell signed a rather large contract for three years, and through much of that time, he did rather poorly. So what happens when a person is making a whole bunch of money and they're not doing very well? People flash. People flash. I don't like Craig Kimbrell. The Cubs ought to DFA Craig Kimbrell. The Cubs ought to release Craig Kimbrell. Why? Because he's doing poorly right now. Flashing. Flashing has no requirement for any grasp of the concept of how designating players for assignment works, has no respect for the value that owners place on money, nothing on any of that. All flashing is, is he's not doing well now. I'm going to make an overbroad generalization and say, he ought to be, in parentheses, something really horrible. And I'm flashing. I'm flashing. I don't necessarily have any knowledge of how things work. All I'm pointing out is the patently obvious right now. And I'm taking an overly broad generalization take on that happening some points during 2021, flashing candidates, Jack Peterson, when he was slumping, the Cubs ought to DFA Jack Peterson. Why ought they to? Because he's doing poorly. See how that's flashing? No awareness, no awareness of um, ramifications, blowback. The Cubs would have designated 
Jack Peterson for assignment, they wouldn't have been able to trade Jack Peterson in July for Bryce Ball. People are not paying attention to the big picture. They're flashing, they're seeing something, and making broad generalizations. Ian Happ was a very popular flash candidate. Very popular flash candidate until, like what, about early September when he started to um, play well? Once he started to play well, people couldn't flash about how Ian Happ is playing poorly. Yeah, he's hitting under 200. Well, he's not hitting under 200 anymore, so nobody's flashing about him. So now people are flashing about David Bodie. Flashing is a sign that that certain person should be largely ignored. Flashing is useless. It's not just a baseball thing. It's not just a sports thing. If someone does something unpopular, somebody who doesn't do the homework will probably go off and flash against that person. Did you? This person is responsible. This person ought to be blamed. This Probably not. But flashing is very popular among sports fans, particularly sports fans who don't do a whole lot of homework. And here's the reality with David Bodie. He hasn't had a good year. Another reality with David Bodie, he hasn't advanced yet as far as the Cubs would have preferred him to advance to this point. That's, that's safe to say. That's completely legitimate. It's completely proper to say David Bodie has not advanced as far as the Cubs would have hoped. Another reality. Anytime someone signs an extension, regardless who, regardless how close to their... Um, regardless how close they are to, um, free agency. If a person is given an extension, let's say a player is given a five or six year extension. It could be well before they become a free agent. It could be well after they be, or it could be well, let's try that again. Five or six year extension. It could be well before they become a free agent. It can be right near when they become a free agent. Either one, either way, one way or another, one side is going to get screwed by the extension. Both sides agreed to it. Both sides agreed to it. But as things play out, one side or the other is going to get to the point later in the uh, extension, you know, probably, maybe, might not have been such a good idea to sign that. It's going to happen to one side or the other. It's going to happen to one side or the other. So, what the Cubs are looking at with David Bodie is, for 2022, he is guaranteed $2,510,000, oh million for 2022, a bit over four for 2023, and a bit over five for 2024. 
2025, there's a $1 million buyout. Now, in reality, big picture, what is that? 9, 10, 11, 12, what, $13 million, something like that? 13, a little bit over $13 million. That's not a huge amount. It's not a huge amount for the Chicago Cubs. If it gets to the point where it's absolutely essential that the Cubs absolutely have to release David Bodie because he's so bad. $13 million, water under the bridge. It was a gamble. It didn't work out. That kind of stuff has happened. Now, the question is, are the Cubs to that point as of right now. Looking at the current 40-man roster scenario, including Bodie, including all the players who probably make sense, including the players who are going to be added in the run-up to the... Um, November 19th, guys. Guys added to prevent them from being Rule 5 eligible. The Cubs, once all the decisions are made by mid-November into early, early, early December, the Cubs will probably be at about 34, maybe 35 names on the 40-man roster. Somewhere in that range. 34, 35. Maybe, 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 maybe 36, but probably in the range of 34 or 35. That's probably about where they should be. Some people might have you believe that with the Cubs roster, they should be down at 31 or 32, and they should be spending 88 bajillion dollars on free agents this offseason, and they have to completely overturn everything. And, 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 and. Jed Hoyer's got a budget. Jed Hoyer has a budget number. I don't know if Tom Ricketts has given him said number for this offseason or not, but Jed Hoyer has a number. Jed, ha Jed Hoyer has a number, or he will have a number very soon from Tom Ricketts. My guess, it'll be in the $130, $140 million range, somewhere in there. Some people might say, no, 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 it's going to be a whole lot higher than that. Some people might say, no, it might be a little bit lower than that. Some people might say, eh, there's going to be a strike or a lockout, so it really doesn't matter what the number is. You're not wrong. Um, as the Cubs look to the offseason, the October questions, the November questions, the December questions, those are the ones that you ought to be concerning yourself with. Now, don't worry about February. Don't worry about January. Worry about, concern yourself with, mind the October and November questions now. Which players on the current roster Belong on the roster over the offseason. For people who say, oh, David Bodie ought to be cast aside and non-tender, you're flashing. Really, you're flashing. You're absolutely flashing. Let's say you're one of the people. I, I, I've, I've heard this. I've heard this. The Cubs ought to retain Sergio Alcantara because I've liked what I've seen from him in his time with the Cubs this year. And the Cubs ought to non tender, well, it wouldn't even be non-tender, it'd be release, David Bodie. Let's look specifically at the keep Sergio Alcantara and release David Bodie thing. Let's look at that mindset right now. 
Sergio Alcantara. I'm going to look him up for this year. Sergio Alcantara, basically his value is that he can realistically play shortstop. That is his value. He doesn't hit that well. He has hit 203 with an OPS of 630, OPS plus of 710. 88 games, five home runs, three, uh, 203 batting average, 303 OPS, 327 slugging. Again, you can completely dig Sergio Alcantara. You can loathe Sergio Alcantara. Either one is completely fine. The question is now. Why should Sergio Alcantara get a 40-man roster spot? Specifically, why should Sergio Alcantara get a 40-man roster spot over David Bodie? Now, again, I'm going to claim the main benefit of Sergio Alcantara is that he can play shortstop. That's the main benefit. If he was a, uh, all that thing, all what that you see, all that you've seen, all that you've witnessed, but he was unable to play shortstop, he was a right fielder or a third baseman or, or whatever, his value is that he can play shortstop. And right now, the Cubs really don't have a shortstop. So, in that, Sergio Alcantara has a degree of value right now. Full stop. Let's walk into the offseason. And regardless how you think things are going to play out, whether you think it's going to be um, Carlos Correa or someone else, I think the Cubs are going to sign a shortstop. The Cubs are going to sign a valid shortstop, a legitimate shortstop. I don't think it'll be Correa. I don't think it'll be any of the first-tier shortstops. I don't think it'll be any of the second-tier shortstops. But at a certain point, there's going to be a shortstop somewhere out there who says, you know what, I thought I was going to get paid a bit more than I look like. Try that again. I thought I was going to get paid more than it looks like I'm going to get paid. I thought I was going to get a three- or four-year deal. It looks like I will not get a three- or four-year deal. It looks like I will have to settle for a one- or two-year deal. This will be a shortstop who can actually legitimately play shortstop. Now, who that specific player is going to be is inconsequential to me. It doesn't really matter. For me, it's not a huge deal. There are enough shortstops out there that someone is going to, in about February, say, you know what? late January, early February, I better sign a deal. I better sign a contract. I better sign a contract so I am with a team in spring training whenever the heck spring training happens. I want to sign a contract so I know I'm going to have a gig. And the Cubs will sign whichever shortstop that is. One-year deal, maybe a two-year deal. I'm even thinking Jed Hoyer might slightly overpay. Slightly overpay to get the slightly better player so that he has a shortstop. Again, whoever the shortstop is. So, in my universe, 
maybe accurate, maybe inaccurate, Jed Hoyer is going to sign a shortstop in January, February. Jed Hoyer is also probably going to sign two or three major league pitchers, two major league deals, possibly an outfielder. He's going to add players. And at some point, somebody who's on the 40-man roster will probably get nuked because, well, we were going to need this guy, but it turns out we're not going to need this guy. So then that player will get designated for assignment as long as that's permitted based on who the player is. So, if the Cubs add a shortstop in the offseason, they have the free agent shortstop, they have Nico Horner, they have Nick Madrigal, who's not a shortstop, but he can play there if absolutely not necessary for a couple of games. But mainly, the shortstop will probably be the guy that Jed Hoyer signs as a free agent. So the Cubs will probably have a shortstop who's not currently on the roster. Now, what's that have to do with David Bodie and or Sergio Alcantara? Sergio Alcantara cannot get sent down to the minor leagues. He cannot. That is not permitted. To which some people might say, well, then they'll just designate him for assignment and everything will be fine and it'll be all good. Well, Sergio Alcantara has already been released one time before. So if he's released again, run through waivers, not claimed, he can become a free agent and go wherever he wants. There's really no reason for the Cubs to bank on Sergio Alcantara for much of anything in 2022 because there's a very slight chance that he will be on the roster. There is very little reason to expect, yes, Sergio Alcantara will make the Cubs opening day 26-man roster because, frankly, most of his value is that he can play shortstop. If the Cubs have a starting shortstop and they have Nico Horner and they have Nick Madrigal, and who knows, they'll probably have another minor league guy that they bring in that has options and can get sent to Iowa and all that kind of stuff. Sergio Alcantara doesn't have any specific value. Sergio Alcantara doesn't have any specific value. Now, if Sergio Alcantara or a Beatal Avellino or Trace Thompson or any of a various number of different players want to sign a minor league contract with the Cubs for the 2022 season, more power to them. Welcome. Great. Excellent. Have at it. Bring them along. But as far as giving Sergio Alcantara a 40-man roster spot in the offseason, that's absurd. That's absurd. The Cubs aren't tight for 40-man roster spots this offseason. However, they do have a number of players that definitely deserve consideration. And until you've run your own 40-man roster, take the Cubs' current 40-man roster. Write all the names down. Every single one of the names down. Write them down, down the center of a sheet of paper. It's what, 46, 47, 48, 50 names with all the guys that are on COVID? You know, 50 names, whatever. Or you can do it the cheater method. Excuse me. Left column, center column, right column. 
Left column is guys who you want to retain on the 40-man roster. There's going to be those. Hendricks, Abra Justin Steele. They're going to keep um, Alexander Vizcaino. They're going to keep Alexander Canario. They're going to keep a whole bunch of players. Schwindel, Patrick Wisdom, etc. There's going to be a whole bunch of guys that, yeah, they'll want to keep him. Then there's going to be a number of guys, for instance, Matt Duffy or Zach Davies. They are free agents as of five days after the end of the World Series. They are, by definition, right column. They are free agents. They are not going to be retained for the entire offseason. So then once you have all the guys that are going to be kept on the left side and all the guys that are going to be disappearing on the right side, you're still going to have some names in the center column. You're still going to have some names. I'm not sure about this guy. Maybe this guy's left column. Maybe this guy's right column. You, you, you do the run-through. You do the thinking. You play it out. Sergio Alcantara, does he go to the left column or does he go to the right column? And why? I have him right column. I have Sergio Alcantara right column because there's no reason logically to keep him around with a 40-man roster spot for the entire offseason. There is no logical reason for it. So as you run through who should be on the 40-man roster, then you assess the players who are potential November editions. Nelson Velazquez, Jared Young, Brendan Little, Danius Correa, Ethan Roberts. Which guys truly ought to be on the 40-man roster all offseason? And you assess it. Who belongs? Who doesn't? If you're talking about the Cubs ought to non-tender David Bodie, you are more than likely flashing. You're trying to presumably earn points saying David Bodie is doing very poorly now. And I'm not thinking stuff out. David Bodie is doing very poorly now, and my entire assessment for David Bodie ought to be non-tendered is that David Bodie is not doing well right now. Just like people flashed about Craig Kimbrell. Just like people flashed about Ian Happ. Just like people flashed about Jack Peterson. Just like people have flashed for years about um, Jason Hayward. Baseball is a business. In a business, money matters. It would be very, it would be a very different world if, well, money shouldn't matter, and the players that should be called up or ought to be the ones that, are, if the players that were the best players were the ones that were being called up, Brennan Davis would already be at the major league level. That isn't happening. There are reasons players get called up over other players. Sometimes it has to do with this guy is better, and sometimes it has to do with other reasons. David Bodie is going to be on the 40-man roster over the offseason. If your 40-man roster does not have David Bodie on it, you are more than likely flashing. You're not trying to add to the discussion. You are making an editorial comment, which, frankly, you're allowed to make. Oh, 
David Bodie's not doing well. You're allowed to make that comment. No problem with that. But if you're saying David Bodie will not be on the 40-man roster because I am flashing and I am making an editorial comment, fine. But when David Bodie does make the 40-man roster in the offseason, you should wear a sign around your neck, I was wrong. David Bodie is going to be on the 40-man roster. If you are attempting to assess who should be on the 40-man roster and possibly why, try to get it accurate. Try to get it right. Now, you can make two different 40-man rosters. This is who it probably will be, and this is who it would be if I were deciding and I completely disregarded money. You're certainly welcome to do that experiment, too. But most of the time, what I'm trying to do is try to figure out what's actually going to happen. Who will be on the 40-man roster? I tend to think that Michael Hermosillo won't be on the 40-man roster. Some people like to flash that Michael Hermosillo should be on the 40-man roster because, after all, he hit really well. He did this, he did that, he did the other thing. And my hunch, my hunch, my hunch is that people who are putting Michael Hermosillo on the 40-man roster are also flashing because it's possible to flash in the opposite direction as well. You can negatively flash or you can positively flash. Possibly some people might be saying, as of this weekend, Trace Thompson ought to be on the 40-man roster. Because after all, on Saturday, he had three hits, he had a home run, and the Cubs ended up winning. And then, then, then. Flashing doesn't help the discussion at all. Flashing doesn't help the discussion at all. You can be emotional. Baseball is an emotional sport. You can ride stuff like that. But when it boils down to it, if you're trying to put together a 40-man roster to add to the discussion for Cubs baseball, that's cool. That's wonderful. That is very helpful. For instance, let's say you've done all the homework and you've decided Ethan Roberts should not be added to the 40-man roster. For this reason, this reason, this reason, this reason, and this reason. You have five reasons Ethan Roberts should not be added to the 40-man roster. Okay, cool. That's adding to the discussion. And if Ethan Roberts does get added to the 40-man roster, then you, having said he should not be added to the 40-man roster for these five reasons, ought to look at your five reasons after it happens. If you're wrong, I was wrong. Why was I wrong? What did I get wrong? For me, the particularly fun thing is when a decision is due, here's what I think the decision will be, and here's why. I'm not going to be 100% right. I might not be 70% right. But I want to try to be reasonably accurate, and I want some of my assessments to be accurate. For people who are saying David Bodie should not make the 40-man roster, instead, he should be replaced by 
Sergio Alcantara. That's an opinion. You know, you're, you're certainly allowed to have the opinion. But for me, the fun thing is to learn as I go along. When I, If I were to look back to six-year-old Tim back in 1971, how accurate was six-year-old Tim in his assessments on how things were going to play out? Probably pretty bad. He was probably very horrible at it. How was 18-year-old Tim at that same kind of thing? Or how was 35-year-old Tim at the... As we get older, we should probably get a bit better at projecting out the logic of stuff. Baseball is a logic sport. When a player is on the... When a team is on the clock, they have all these players they can choose from. These are the five or six names that make the most sense. Okay, of those five or six names, which player is going to get selected and why? Which player is going to get selected and why? Those are the decisions that are important. When it comes to a 40-man roster, should this player make the 40-man roster or should they be ignored and why? If you are fairly useful at projecting out who will make the team, who will not make the team, and why. You are of value to the Cubs discussion society. If instead you are merely flashing, I don't like David Bodie because he is having a bad year. You sound oh so much like, oh so much like the people who wanted to have Craig Kimbrell designated for assignment in 2019, 2020, and 21 because he was having a bad year. If you want to say, David Bodie is having a bad season. Nobody's going to argue with it. David Bodie is not having a good season. If you say, David Bodie is having a bad season, have the heck at it. You're right. But don't flash about it. David Bodie, underperforming. And then carry on. We already knew that. We already knew that. What we're interested in, in the Cubs discussion community, is what's the next logical step? Maybe, maybe your thing is, who is the person the Cubs should hire as their general manager? Maybe your thing is which of the minor league candidates make the most sense to be retained. But if all you're going to pound on is, man, David Bodie sucks. You're not adding a damn thing to the discussion topic. You're not adding anything. You're not furthering the discussion. You're not helping anything. And maybe that's your plan. Maybe you just want to flash and point out what's obvious and think that pointing out what's obvious is going to actually help much of anything. Really, it doesn't. And that may be what you want to do. 
But if all you're trying to do is point out the completely obvious, really? You're not helping. You're not helping. You're not adding. You're wasting time. You're wasting our time. It's perfectly fine to say David Bodie has had a bad season. It's perfectly fine to say the Cubs probably screwed up in giving David Bodie an extension. You're not going to get any arguments. You're not going to get any arguments on either one of those. But as far as David Bodie being non um David Bodie being released, that's very unlikely. Because the money is on the table. And for 2022, the money really isn't that much. It's not that much. And it's possible. It's possible. David Bodie, as happened with Craig Kimbrell, as happened with Jack Peterson, as happened with Ian Happ, maybe, 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 David Bodie does figure it out. If David Bodie does figure it out, then maybe, 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 maybe he will be worth retaining through at least another year or two of his extension. Flashing doesn't help. Speaking logically about concepts may or may not help. But droning on about something that everybody else already knows and overstating things and getting all bent out of shape. Oh boy, I love when people would say, David Bodie, or Ian Happ ought to get designated for assignment. Then he goes off on his hot home run streak. Hey man, how about that uh, Ian Happ DFA call you made last week. Hey, see where David, uh, see where Ian Happ hit another home run? Wow, I'm glad you. What happens when you flash? What happens when you flash when someone points out that you are wrong when you are flashing? The person who flashes and later is shown to be wrong. It's, it doesn't register with them because all they were doing in the first place was pointing out what was obvious. And then once the guy does start doing well after they flash that he's playing poorly, it's either a case of, well, you didn't expect me to see into the future, did you? Well, yeah, actually, that's kind of what the point is on you know, that kind of thing. Or, well, I guess I made him do better, which is also equally ridiculous. In the Twitter universe, in the Facebook universe, try to be better. Try to assess what actually makes sense long-term. What actually makes sense in reality. I don't care if you have David Bodie on your 40-man roster and out over the offseason. I don't care if you have Sergio Alcantara on your 40-man roster for over the offseason or not. But if you're actually trying to discuss decisions that the Cubs should be making to make themselves better in 2022, 2023, 2024. One of the first things you ought to do is have your own 40-man roster written out. I'm looking at mine right now. 
There is my... Actually, I see one name on there that probably doesn't belong. So, you know, scratch that name out. Then I'd be a little bit more accurate, a little bit closer to accurate. Flashing doesn't work. Flashing is useful, or is useless. Flashing is trying to make you yourself look self-important. What seems to be more useful is to do a bit more homework, do a bit of research, do a bit of understanding why David Bodie probably will be retained, why Sergio Alcantara will probably not be retained on the 40-man roster all offseason, and understand things, if that's what you care about. But if all you care about is flashing, your opinion doesn't matter. You're basically a waste. You're a wart on social media. If all you're into is see that one thing, that one player had the bad game, so he's terrible. Blah, blah, blah. Shut up. <laughs> really shut up. It's not helping anything. I should probably ignore people who flash, but sometimes it's really fun to point out how absurd people's stupid takes are. David Bodie should be on the 40-man roster over the offseason. For 2022, the Cubs are only in for about $2.5 million on him. There is a very realistic shot that not only might he outperform that, he might, he might not, but with players like Nico Horner and Nick Madrigal and whoever the shortstop is and Patrick Wisdom and Frank Schwindel and whoever is on the roster, there will be injuries. And David Bodie, whether you particularly like David Bodie or not, whether you think he will be successful or not, if there are injuries, Bodie is flexible enough to play a number of different positions and he will be able to fill in on a roster that is trying to get through as this player or that player misses a little bit of time. David Bodie is versatile. I don't see Sergio Alcantara making a lot of sense on the offseason 40-man roster. You might disagree. You might agree. David Bodie very possibly won't live up to his end of the uh, value assessment on his extension. But any extension, one of the sides is probably going to regret it by the end of the contract. In Bodie's situation, it very well may be the Cubs, and so be it. But over this offseason, there is really not much of a point to releasing David Bodie and having to go out and spend David Bodie-style money to get a player to replace David Bodie on a roster when they could have just kept David Bodie in the first place. David Bodie is completely usable on the Cubs roster. Completely usable. Whether you like him, whether he will outperform, really kind of inconsequential. If the Cubs were looking at being a 97-win team, then yeah, maybe. 
releasing David Bodie might make sense, but they're not there. The Cubs are not there. If they were there, it would not be a case of Alec Mills is probably their second or third best starting pitcher. The Cubs are not a highly competitive team in 2022, quite likely. That is, even if there is a season, which is another reason to not non-tender, not release David Bodie, because if his contract is terminated, he gets paid the whole darn thing. And if there is only half a season due to a lockout, he get paid the entire amount. Whereas if there is a lockout or a strike, Bodie and or Jason Hayward would get paid less if they are not released than if they are released. So if your hostility, if your flashing, if your anger is about how much money David Bodie and or Jason Hayward are making, keep them on the 40 man roster. How confident are you that they're going to be playing baseball in April or May at the major league level? I'm not sure. I'm not that smart. Keep them on the roster. Play it out. See how it happens. See how it goes. See how it works. Maybe in mid-March. Maybe in mid-June. Maybe in mid-February. There'll be spring training and they'll start playing games and David Bodie and Jason Hayward will be fighting for a roster spot. Or maybe it won't be that way. David Bodie is a perfectly usable player on a roster. On a team that's really probably not going to compete. His money's guaranteed. His money's guaranteed. Sergio Alcantara's is not. Which is why you keep David Bodie on the 40-man roster over the offseason over Sergio Alcantara. At least in my opinion. But then I don't like the flash. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll have another podcast up soon as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that worth your time as well. Be safe, go Cubs, go, and be nice to people.